So tell me, am I a wiener? (laughs) (laughs) Cherish that moment, Steve. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey there, young lovers. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And it's Valentine's Day. Mmm, yeah. I can't breathe in this thing! Hey gang, it's actually really Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. It really is not Valentine's Day because I would never celebrate a holiday like that. But today, I make an exception. I'm joined here by the lovely Stephanie Hayes. Hello, Steve. You and me, finally alone. Alone at last. No Sean Daly in sight. <laughs> Wouldn't he love to know about today? <laughs> We're not going to tell him. I uh, thank you in advance for accepting my proposal to podcast at 1130 at night. <laughs> I h- hope you don't mind the candles. I appreciate the candles. They're very fragrant. And the rose petals leading up to the mic. That was l- nice as well. And if you, if you might have noticed, I actually smeared your microphone with chocolate. <laughs> aphrodisiac yeah, yeah. So. i smell the oyster juice coming from the uh the cord. <laughs> <Touché>. <laughs> hey uh it's february so this time we're actually gonna talk about some of the more romantic movies of the 80s some of the romantic songs of the 80s last year i know we did a whole show about how love sucks and i still kind of uh, agree that that's the case but he's feeling a little better this year yeah i am feeling a little bit better i'm wearing my uh special teddy in here <laughs> in the control booth you should see it, folks. Mm. And today I wore my special uh, big 80s date hair. It's large and the bangs are big and it's curly and everywhere. So I did that just for our special romantic show today. Right, because even though Stephanie's in another room and it's uh, soundproof and there's three panes of glass between us, <laughs> I can still smell the Aquanet. <laughs> it's very crunchy. Yeah. And very fragrant. Can you hear the crunch in the mic? I can. Mmm, sexy. <laughs> So the 80s, maybe not known as the greatest uh, decade for romantic movies, I say. But still, in the research we did up to the show, we found several great movies. Several. And uh, so we're going to talk about some of our favorites, and we're going we're to kind of try to mention them all, because we don't want anyone to, to uh, email us afterwards and say, I can't believe you left off Lady Hawk. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you know that's going to happen anyway. Uh, Lady Hawk. And I'm not starting with Lady Hawk, for God's sakes. We're, Matthew Broderick does not figure into this podcast. Oh, I like him. He's got the bowl haircut in that, though. But he's cute. He's, Rut- he's got charming. Rutger Hauer in that. He's boyish. What? Rutger Hauer is uh, in that, and so is uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm, there I believe, you go. Uh, I don't know if there's any nude scenes, but uh, maybe Sean can call us you and tell know. us that he knows he he has every nude scene indexed on a little card, <laughs> categorized on, on a shelf in his like, room. Lady Hawk, it's uh, worth three boings. <laughs> let's leave Sean out of this. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about my favorite uh, 80, uh, '80s romantic movie first, and that's going to be Valley Girl. 
Mm. We've dedicated entire shows to Valley Girl here. Um, the debut of Nicolas Cage. Yep. The uh, the beauty that is Deborah Foreman. Um, the fantastic soundtrack. And the most overplayed song of the entire decade. And I don't even have to say another word. I can just play it. I'll stop the world at melt with you. You've seen the difference and it's getting better. Come on, you gotta agree with me that it's an overplayed song. I like that. I like that song, but it, now it's kind of taken on a life of its own in like fast food commercials. I know. And, like anytime there's cheese involved, Taco that song Bell. is gonna it's be a Taco Bell. It makes. Yeah. I mean, I have a love for Taco Bell, but it doesn't have anything <laughs> to do with the '80s. Anything that melts now, it's associated with that song. So I think you're right. They play the uh, song twice in the movie. They play it once during the great uh, love montage between. Uh, Nicholas Cage and Deborah Foreman early in the movie, and then they play it again at the very end when he steals her away from the prom and they go off to the Valley Sheraton. Sexy. I got. I got to ask you: Did you go to one of your proms? You went to. You know what? I uh, tell me you went to a prom. I went to a lot of proms and dances. I, I was that person who went to dances that weren't at my school. Um, um, one of those. I was like Chatra De Gregorio, you know. I was like oh. scamming on the other schools' proms, but um, I did and. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed them. I guess I went to homecomings too. That was those were a little more fun. They were a little more let your hair down kind of thing. But did, at any point did anybody whisk you away to a to a nearby Sheraton? Uh, <laughs> no, not a Sheraton. <laughs> Motel Six. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> oh God. No, <laughs> no hotels. <laughs> uh, that's that's the best ending to an eighties movie ever. I say you see that or. Uh, the uh, Last American Virgin, where Gary has to drive away all broken at the end because uh, Rick ended up with uh, Karen. But that does not qualify for the show because it is not romantic. In fact, we need a romance opposite. in our lives. So tell me, you're, you're an 80s person. What is your favorite 80s romantic movie? All right. My favorite 80s romantic movie has got to be Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey. Very good choice. A young Patrick Dempsey with a huge schnoz. And, uh, Thought was, you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> Thank you. Wah, wah, wah. So uh, I was debating earlier uh, with Steve. Do we think that Patrick Dempsey had a uh, nose job or did he just simply grow into his super large honker? I think he looked kind of scrawny back in the 80s. Yeah. I think he looked, um, I say he grew into the nose. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Don't don't you think know. that if he had a nose job, we would have all known about it? I mean, wouldn't people be talking? I mean, he he disappeared for a number of years before resurfacing now. Yeah, he was around. He was just. I remember he did some made-for-TV stuff, which uh, I guess I guess that's the equivalent of having a nose job. <laughs> I I love him, and I love that movie. I love. There's great lines. Um, my favorite. He went from totally geek to totally chic, and then they reverse it. And also at the end of that movie, there's a, a slow clap, which is a, a classic, uh, a classic movie function. You know, you got to start. Oh yeah, it's been mocked universally. Very. Good. I know it's great, but they're totally serious about it when Patrick Dempsey breaks up the big fight at the end and brings all the clicks together. And I actually knew uh, I knew the dance in that movie at one point, the one he learns when he's he's trying to learn to dance for the the prom, and he thinks he's watching Bandstand, but it's really like. African dance lessons. Yeah, African dance hour on PBS or something. Yeah, like and that. he swings his head all over the place, and <laughs> it's great. I love that movie. 
On a scale of one to ten, though, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to give it like a seven oh. for romance. Oh. I mean, I think of it. That's the trouble. And let's let's debate this right now, real okay. quick. Teen movies of the '80s, Sixteen Candles. Um, say any? Well, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna save. Yeah. But Sixteen Candles, romantic movie or not? I think so. I mean, I don't think it's strictly a romantic movie. I think. Yeah. I think it's you know, it's a lot of things, but there's definitely romance, and there's a wonderfully cute leading man named Jake Ryan who steals my heart every time. You better not be dicking me around. Be a major downer to try and get together with this girl and find out she really does think I'm a slime. Played by the wonderful Michael Sheffling who now makes furniture in Pennsylvania. Is that true? Yep. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Gave up. He only played like three roles in the 80s. I think he played, uh, in 16 Candles, he played the wrestler in um, Vision Quest, the Indian wrestler. <laughs> sure, man, except for one thing, I ain't no f***ing Indian. That's just shit I made up in my head. And he played one other role, and uh, that was it. Oh, my gosh. But if you really want a good chair, Jake Ryan's the guy to talk to. Oh, I love that guy. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever rented a movie, um, a romantic movie from the 80s to watch for Valentine's Day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, actually, uh, yeah, a couple years ago on Valentine's Day with my boyfriend, I watched uh, Officer and a Gentleman. Oh, God. Yeah, and I was just talking about it with him. I'm like, didn't we didn't we watch that on Valentine's Day a few years ago? And he he kind of looked at me all aghast, and he was like, did we really? I can't believe I would do something that savvy, but we did. I don't know. Uh, and uh, it was actually the first time I had seen it just a few years ago. But you know, I liked it. It's pretty pretty savvy. But there's a stunning similarity that I need to point out between Officer and a Gentleman and Can't Buy Me Love in the endings. Where the, his best friend kills himself by hanging himself in a hotel yes. shower naked? <laughs> Woo! No. I was going to say they each um, trade hats with their paramours at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. She takes his cowboy hat on the tractor. and yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That couldn't possibly be intentional. You I don't think? know. See, you're, you're uh, underrating these teen movies, but... Uh... God, now you've really got me. I'm thrown now. <laughs> it's a I, conspiracy. It's like lost. I had totally never <laughs> seen that before. Yep. Um, I'm going to say that I have rented many a movies on Valentine's Day to watch by myself. Aww. And uh, while well, I eat uh, no Funyuns, but uh, bags Taco and Bell bags with melty of, uh, cheese. Yeah, t- Mexi Melts <laughs> along with my, my uh, wild turkey. And my favorite for uh, Valentine's Day is always, always say anything. Yeah. You can't go wrong with say anything. Yeah, because uh, it's got all the great lines. And if, if if you're in a bad place in your life, you can concentrate on the uplifting lines. And if you're in a good place and you need to uh, to put your life in perspective, you can concentrate on the down parts of the movie. I got a question. If you guys know so much about women, how come you're here at like a gas and sip on a Saturday night completely alone drinking beers? No women anywhere. It's a great movie. And uh, Lloyd Dobler is... It's just a great boyfriend material. Yeah, and and as a, of course you cannot talk about uh, say anything without giving a tip of the cap to uh, keeping in with our hat theme <laughs> to uh, Peter Gabriel for this classic song. I put it to you, Stephanie. Was that the best sex scene in the back seat of a car ever? I would have to say so. I, I mean, I, I can't think of one that's better. 
Lily uh, Dobler and uh, Ioni Sky. Yeah, Ioni Sky. Getting it on. Hot or not? Come uh, on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a sweet kind of way. Let me ask you this. Is Ioni Sky out of, out of uh, John Cusack's league? No, 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 think? no. John Cusack's wonderful in that movie. I, I don't know. care that he wants if, to be a kickboxer. That's real life, though. Yeah. And these two people really exist. Right. I mean, do they get together? Oh, man. I think they do. I think that she rebels. But does it last? Her dad and goes for the bad boy kickboxer. Does it last? Or is he buying a uh, one-way trick, a ticket home from England? Well, yeah, you're probably, it probably doesn't last. It probably fizzles out about halfway over the pond. Yeah. Still a great movie. Yeah. Let's you think we should uh, take a break for a little sweet love song, Steve? That sounds perfect. Here's one of my favorites. always really like that song i don't know it's cheesy and it, it reminds me of uh the movie big business with bet midler and lily tomlin oh very good movie. The wacky twin caper switcheroo film yeah it's, because it's in there it's because in the everyone knows that bet miller's done so many serious movies besides that one <laughs> so. works of film and theater and i mean you could almost say eh, you can't really say that beaches was a romantic movie it's a tearjerker yeah but yeah. is it a romantic movie because no, it's really best so. friends yeah yeah and and different uh, kind of love oh that's not right <laughs> you don't think they got together in that movie do you <laughs> no well i'd actually watch it again if you said yes <laughs> Let's go to one of my next favorite movies. I think a lot of people are going to forget about this movie, but it's called. It's from 1980, and it's called Somewhere in Time. And it stars a very young Christopher Reeve and a very beautiful Jane Seymour. And uh, I'm guessing this is probably before your time. Never seen this Never movie. Seen this. Let me it's a time you. travel movie, though, isn't it? It is. Those drive me crazy. Why? They make me think too hard, and I'm not against thinking. I do it all day, but like... I don't know. They frustrate me. I love like, time travel impossible. movies. That's yeah. why I'm so, such a Trekkie. Uh, aside from Bill and Ted, uh, that's one of my favorites. But uh. Oh, my God. Speaking of Bill and Ted, I have to throw this in out, out of nowhere. Did you know that Joan of Arc is played by Jane Weedland of the Go-Go's? I did not know that. I, I was uh, interviewing her the other day, and I had to ask her about that. I, was, I couldn't believe that. That's amazing. She had no lines, though, didn't she? They were all in French. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, somewhere in time, uh, Christopher Reeve goes back in time back to the 19 the tweens i guess mm-hmm. as we'd call them to pursue this uh young actress and uh, uh they fall in love and he somehow gets scooped back to the 80s and is so stricken with grief that he literally sits in a chair in his hotel room and just dies my god but aside from the uh <laughs> that's hey baby <laughs> let's watch this movie yes we'll put you in the mood to watch christopher reeve die in a chair yes. i understand britney spears is not being allowed to view this particular movie while in <laughs> incarceration she's strapped down right now but uh no it's it's actually when i when i describe it it does sound quite uh morbid he just dies he dies he just he just he can't live without her and so he dies and so then they reunite in heaven of course oh god but uh, I, I guarantee you that there's at least a dozen or two dozen Stuck in the 80s fans out there right now who are going, I love that movie. Uh, I can't say. I've never seen it, but uh, it just doesn't it, sound too uplifting. It never plays on uh, 
cable anymore, really, for the most part. So you'll never really get a chance to see it unless you go rent it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I might do that. So um, maybe for next Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's, you and I are here. and um, Sean's out of town. Sean's out of town on business, as uh-huh, we like to call uh-huh. it. And uh, I'm telling you, I, I will sit in the control room until I die from grief after the show's over. <laughs> you'll be slumped over the microphone all lifeless, <laughs> <laughs> crying. Um here is our next uh, lovey-dovey break. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs from the 80s. And um, as you might notice by now, they are all have the same love theme. The wonderful, the never-to-be-denied, Psychedelic Furs, Love yep. My Way. Very important song from Valley Girl, once again. I love it. Um, <laughs> Nicolas Cage scores big time with Deborah Foreman with that song. Every, every song here should have a Valley Girl connection in my mind. <laughs> but it won't, sadly. Um, I'm not a Nicolas Cage fan. I don't know. What? I don't know. I think he always looks like he just got kneed in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> his eyes are all sad and puppy-like. And he's got this like well, grimace on his what, face. Yeah, well... I don't know. Touche. That's the thing. Um, give me another movie you really love from the 80s that's uh, romantically inclined. I think one of the sweetest movies from the 80s is Roxanne with Steve Martin and Daryl Hannah. And the schnoz. <laughs> of course. Uh, a theme going here. Yeah. It's a remake of Cyrano de Bergerac, the play, uh, which is a wonderful story. And I just think it's really, I don't know, it's a little cheesy, but I think it's, it's cute and it's funny. And I like Steve Martin a lot. It's easily, I think, one of his best 80s movies. And by saying that, you're really not comparing it to his best work. But, I mean, you have um, him in Parenthood, which I think comes after Roxanne. Uh, the Lonely Guy, The Man with Two Brains. Um, so some of his slapstick stuff towards the in, towards the beginning of the decade. But, um, yeah, he's really funny in this. And I think his chemistry with Daryl Hannah is really good. Yeah, he's fun. He's a good comedian, but he's also got some range as an actor. I think he's, you know, he can pull off those sweet moments. And Would you say nice. he's a sexy guy, though? Actually, yeah. I I have a thing for the uh, the gray hair and the young face. My boyfriend has that. I enjoy it. Does he? Really? Uh, yeah, he's gray hair. He's got like uh, half a head of gray hair. That's interesting. Which half? The left or the right? <laughs> it's all on the top. Okay. But no, I think I think Steve Martin's very handsome, and I like that kind of weird dichotomy of old hair, young face. I know, I know if Sean were here, he'd be ranting about how Daryl Hannah is not nearly as hot as people say she is. Well, I would probably agree with him. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. She was kind of hot in Kill Bill, but... I didn't see any of those. Oh, dude. Anything that happened after 89. I know, I know. I know. I know I'll stop. I have, my life has to stop. <laughs> you just died in your chair after 1989. You couldn't yeah. go on. Yeah, I died. <laughs> Christopher God, it was all too... That's all too familiar. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... As much as I like Roxanne, I'm going to switch gears and say that um, Made in Heaven is is one of my favorite romantic movies of the 80s. And Made in Heaven is an obscure flick starring Timothy Hutton and Kelly McGillis, who I think had just finished Top Gun Top at that Gun, point. Yeah. And Timothy Hutton probably hadn't done anything since Taps, since Taps in the early 80s. And this was, of course, after Ordinary People. Maybe Falcon the Snowman was mixed in there. Boy, I'm like Rain Man today. I can, My I God. can tell you every movie Timothy <laughs> Hutton It's something, in, people. In order... <laughs> 
Um, you gotta see it. He's gonna start cleaning the floor with a toothbrush soon. Oh God, don't start. The um, <laughs> Timothy Hutton plays a guy who dies as a young man and goes to heaven and falls in love with Kelly McGillis, who has never been to Earth. And um, so they get married. I think they get married in heaven. And tragically, she gets suddenly sent to Earth to be a human being again. And he makes a deal with um, a bourbon-swilling, cigarette-smoking angel. Sean Daly. Something like Sean Daly, only uh, shorter and with orange hair, mm. if I recall. For some reason, the details of that are, are way too vivid. And so he makes a deal with the, with the angel that he can go back to Earth to find her. But he's got to find her by his 30th birthday or else he'll never find her. Wow. So, um, and of course, as you might guess, it takes all the way till his 30th birthday for him to do it. But in the meantime, he runs across the likes of uh, uh, Tom Petty plays a part in the role. Wow. Uh, Rick Ocasek really? is in this movie. He's a looker. Yeah. So you've got all these sort of strange 80s musicians somehow making these cameos as actors in this movie. It's a really good movie. Huh, if you ever get a chance to see it, I mean, it's not the kind of movie that at the very I mean, so they find each other. It all ends happily. There's no, um, nobody dies in a chair in a hotel room. You know, <laughs> I'm not in the control room here weeping my eyes out or anything. So, I mean, you know, compared to some of the other movies we're going to talk about today, uh, much, much more happier. But I'm seeing a couple themes. What is that? Death? No, uh, plot lines. And if you want to write a romantic comedy, there's like a, there's a structure or even a romantic movie. You can do time travel. You can do a prom. You can do death and heaven and angels and coming back to life. There's tons of romantic movies like that, like Ghost, uh, which was 1990, I think. But um, I don't know. Well, when we return from this love song break, I will give you one movie that does not fit into any of those above categories. Are you ready for it? I guess so. In the meantime, here is your uh, obligatory love song. Ah, the soothing refrains of air supply. Ah. Is there anything more mellow from the 80s? That's like bathtub music. Bathtub music? What the hell does that mean? You know, you're in the bathtub with the candles and the whole like relaxing, mellow, love. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you don't understand women. I don't, that's so sadly clear at this point in my <laughs> life. Anyway, I promised you before the break that uh, I would discuss one movie that doesn't fit any of your stereotypes and even though I hate this movie with the, with the passion of a thousand sons, wow. I think it must be discussed. And I'm talking, of course, about Dirty Dancing. Yay! <laughs> I love Dirty Dancing. Why? I have the collector's edition DVD. Actually, I do too, only because the studio sent it to me for free to review. And oh, I, aren't it's you lucky? still sitting in the plastic wrapping in my desk. That's <laughs> so sad. It's a Why classic you, movie. What's so, great, what's so great about it? Oh, it's just a, it's a great story. Every, every teenage girl wants to fall in love with her dreamy dance instructor Patrick Sawyer it's great and I used to as a kid my my, uh, sophisticated next door neighbor Ashley Kuniszewski um, made me a mixtape of uh, all the dirty dancing songs and it was before I was allowed to watch the movie because it's kind of sexy so I would listen to all these dirty dancing songs in my room and um, dream of what the movie might be like she's like the wind and 
had my Barbies and we'd be playing Barbies and Patrick Swayze would be singing. Oh, it was great. And Patrick Swayze was Ken or no? No, was, or he was just. <laughs> he was like, like he was like the ominous voice in the room. You know, he kind of. You liked that song? <laughs> I kind of did back in the day. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm so sorry. I, my my qualm with that movie is is uh, Patrick Swayze goes from being tough guy to being a wuss to being a tough guy yeah. to being a wuss. I mean, back and forth so much. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But uh, he's emotional. I don't know. I mean, he's, Jennifer he's not Grey, a machine. Jennifer Grey is her se- is our sex object. She's cute, but she's it's that well, regular it's like, girl it's the thing. Nose thing. It's the nose thing. It all goes back to the nose. In well, the I show. liked her. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. Roxanne and uh, Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. What more themes? Uh, and of course, if you really want to push it, I mean, Nicholas Cage is in Moonstruck as well with Cher, <laughs> who's got a large. It's nose. all about the nose. You're right. Holy crap! This, you know, let's just let's trash this whole theme. We're now going with movies about noses. <laughs> We're like anthropologists. Yeah, it's great. Sadly, <laughs> I should uh, have a nose extension and uh, nose reduction. No, um, but I, li- I really, I do, I like this movie. And you know that uh, that Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey hated each other, uh, right? No, you didn't know that. No. Yeah, they despised each other. What during the making of the movie? Yeah, they couldn't get along at all uh, offset, but they had this like magnificent chemistry on set. I'll give you that they had chemistry. Yeah, but they they didn't get along. What is it with like couples? And you see this today: couples that have um, who are like married off screen have no on screen chemistry. Mm-hmm. And people who have no off screen chemistry have great on screen chemistry. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Weird. Um, but like uh, Dirty Dancing, you know, Sean Dale has never seen Dirty Dancing, yeah. so he's lucky. That's why he's so happy all the time. <laughs> his whole life's gonna change when he sees it. Yeah, can you he'll imagine? die in his chair. I just yeah, that's what I would do. God. Oh man, I need another song to help cleanse the palate. <laughs> Here's one for you. I love Slave to Love. Uh, what? I don't know. Come on, I'm Brian lukewarm Ferry. about it. Brian Ferry. You know, Roxy Music? Yeah. Come on, know. you're in a band. You have to give uh, props to uh, Roxy Music. I don't have to do anything, Spears. Oh, God. <laughs> well, if, you, if I could count how many times women have said that to me in my life, <laughs> it's really sad. I mean, I don't dislike it. I'm just kind of I'm kind of in the middle about it. Everybody, uh, of course, recognizes this song from the movie Nine and a Half Weeks with uh, Mickey Rourke. Also a guy with a very big nose. Uh, uh. But uh, here's my question. Nine and a half weeks. Romantic movie or not? No. Because of all the sex. Well, yeah. There's, there's you know, there's love and there's sex. They're two different things. But can, can a really good romantic movie have really explicit sex in it and still be romantic? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. They come on late at night on Cinemax. <laughs> Give it to me now, for the love of Christ! Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to put this uh, movie in my list of romantic movies, but I do like the song. But it does remind me of the John Hughes ilk of movies from the 80s. Yeah. And my favorite uh, movie that he's associated with from the 80s like, that I would qual- qualify as being romantic would be the classic Some Kind of Wonderful. I don't think anybody ever thought anything about me other than I look good next to him. And I went along with it because I... I'd rather be next to somebody for the wrong reasons than alone for the right ones. 
I'd rather be right. You know, I think that I've seen this movie and I've been racking my brain. Uh, I, I recall some kind of Sunday afternoon on TBS, Eric Stoltz, Leah Thompson combination, but I just can't, I can't remember it that well. And I, I don't know. I looked up the plot synopsis to see if it would trigger my memory and it's identical to every other oh. one of these movies. It so it didn't identical. really work. No, there's nothing special about the plot. Eric Stoltz, Leah Thompson and uh, Craig Sheffer is in there. Um, brilliant role on his part playing the obligatory villain with the weird name in all of John Hughes movies, not directed by John Hughes, directed by Howard Deutsch, who uh, would go on to marry Leah Thompson. Oh. Scandalous. My goodness. Casting couch. Yeah, no kidding. I shouldn't say that, but if that's how it works. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> I so should have been a director in Hollywood in the eighties. <laughs> God, my God. I, uh, yeah, I'd like to invite Ioni Sky in to read for this part. But, sir, you've invited her in 12 times. I know, but I think she's perfect for it. Please get her in here. You have so many regrets about your life. I know. My, my whole life is regret. <laughs> and if but that would make a good name for a blog, I would be writing. My it. whole life is regret but, at blogspot.com. But stuck in the 80s sounds so much happier. Yeah, yeah, it does. Ah, the mystical sound of reader mailbag. And uh, this week I have specifically... Picked a letter for Stephanie to read. So that, mad. That makes her say a word that she hates so much. You know. So many times. You know, Steve, you get me alone on Valentine's Day and you go and pull a stunt like this. Well, I'm telling you, buddy. It's over. <laughs> no, it's not. Because I, uh, I have so many more tricks up my bag. Oh, man. Sean Daly will never have you back. <laughs> anyway, this week's letter is from Stacy Ryan and uh, Stephanie's just dying to Oof. read it. Any relation to Jake Ryan, Stacy? All right. Here we go. Ugh. Hi. Thanks for all the great podcasts. People on my bus commute must wonder about me since I'm always smiling and laughing at the podcast, doing my best not to sing along. Not only am I stuck in the 80s, apparently I'm stuck in last week and just getting around to the podcast. Is the mm, a line from Trading Places? Sounds like Dan Aykroyd after his fall from grace. So tell me. Am I a... Wiener. <laughs> Cherish that moment, Steve. Not sure if I'm ready for Sean's funny-induced Salvador Dali dreams, though I'm certainly game. Believe me, being an honorary wiener is much, much better than playing the part of an actual wiener. I'm so mad. I speak from experience. My first real job as a high school freshman circa 1984 was at a hot dog place in the mall. After a visit from the Icy Bear, my boss had a brilliant idea to dress one of us up as a giant wiener and walk the mall handing out coupons. Want to guess who ended up in the Wonder Weenie costume? <laughs> yep, yours truly. Dressed in a giant wiener costume complete with a cape and double W on my chest. Took years to live that one down, and no, I don't have pictures, so you'll just have to use your imagination. I do, however, have a picture of me with the Wienermobile somewhere. Cringing at the memories, Stacy Ryan, a.k.a. Vineyard Woman. I love that letter. Ugh, man. And don't you think that not two seconds after I read it, was I not on the web looking for some sort of Wienermobile t-shirt, <laughs> Wonder Weenie t-shirt that I could wear for this podcast, and I couldn't find one. We're getting divorced. That's okay. I've been there, done that. <laughs> Anyway, we love your letters. Keep them coming. Best way to send them to us, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. And there's no need for you to be a winner this time around. <laughs> What's happening, hot stuff? 
Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Or as uh, Stephanie likes to say, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize I did that. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Enjoy the moment. Oh. Anyway, this is the segment where we play a movie from the 80s. And if you can name this mystery clip, you can win a bag of Funyuns signed by Sean Daly once he gets back from family leave, which um, we're told will be sometime in this millennium. Here was last week's mystery clip. This is the sports watch of the 80s. Ah, yes. Not a mystery at all. That's trading places. And just about everybody who emailed in got that one right. Mm. <laughs> you're going to really irritate me, but Anyway, some of the winners from last week include, this is not everybody because I don't have time to read everybody's name, Jason Coppist of Appleton, Wisconsin, Tim in Rock Island, Illinois, Jessica Seda Ruiz, Carl Withers, not Carl Weathers from Rocky, Withers, because Apollo's dead, remember? He dies against uh, Ivan Drago in Rocky Four. Thank you for that tidbit of trivia. Craig the Goose Gossage, Walter Cox, Brad Williams, Sherry Williams of Largo, and Tony Ann Berry. Yay! So let's see how they do with this week's challenge. Are you ready? Ready. Here goes. These unfortunate souls are suffering from ESS, enlarged scrotum syndrome. Not nearly as easy as last week's one. This is no trading places uh, miracle. Um, any ideas? Uh, no, I don't have any witty porn titles to uh, <laughs> intersperse here like Sean Daly. Uh, sorry about that, folks. We were hoping for the best. I know. Anyway, if you think you know it, email us at stuckin80s at com because Stephanie Hayes wants to call you a... Bratwurst! <laughs> Ah, there we go. That's the mystical refrain we know as Name That 80s Tune. Hey, it's the weekly segment where we play a song from the 80s, and if you can name the song, and if you can name the artist, and if you can properly email me this time around and give me your name and address, you can win that same bag of Funyuns that Sean Daly will sign uh, because I'm driving over to his house as soon as the show's over and forcing him to do so. (laughs) Here was last week's mystery clip. (laughs) Stephanie Hayes, any guess? Nope. If I'd Been the One by 38 Special. You know why you don't know it? Because I am the one to you, Stephanie. <laughs> Not after this letter. <laughs> God, let it go. I can't. Let it go. I hold grudges. Uh, anyway, so we uh, we only had a few winners this time around, including Erki Savalampi of Finland. That's a made-up name. No, I'm not kidding. It's <laughs> right there in my Erki, Erkel? Erki, uh, Dag Shields, who has the greatest name, who should be a porno mm-hmm. star with that name. Don't Probably, you think? Yeah, yeah. And he might be. You know, a for mustache. That I never. He never said he wasn't. That's true. That's so, true. And uh, Chris Cormay of Arizona, and I know there were some others who uh, got in under the wire, but hey, you know I love you just the same. Anyway, here is this week's mystery clip. Any guesses? No. It's a mystery. Because this is old school, baby. (laughs) We're going way back. Anyway, if you think you know the tune, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com because Stephanie knows that you're her favorite. Kielbasa. She loves the sausage, folks. (laughs) 
If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s, just one of the many blogs you'll find at TampaBay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever, only at TampaBay.com. And we're back from our needless commercial break. A little tip of the hat to the mothership here. That's right. And uh, I know you're waiting for to see what our final movie choices are. It's not going to be always with Richard Dreyfus because I have a I made a promise to Kathy Wass that we would never discuss Richard Dreyfus again on the show because she has an irrational but very real real fear of him. Really, it's not going to be Endless Love because besides the theme song which we opened the show with, I cannot stand this movie. It was Tom Cruise's first movie. It was his first movie. He plays Billy. Yeah, but it's a horrible movie. It's not going to be Blue Lagoon <laughs> to keep with the Brooke Shields theme. Kitty and actually, Horn. I didn't even think about the whole schnoz theme with uh, yeah. Tom Cruise. We still got it going. Yep. Instead, Steph and I have chose to talk about the wonderment that is Princess Bride. Inconceivable! Mm, you killed my father. Prepare to die. Great movie. It is a great movie. And it actually stars a very, very, very young Fred Savage, who I, I wouldn't say stars. He's in it. I had a crush on Fred Savage for a very long time. That's a really scary thing. I know. <laughs> I, don't I love the Wonder say. Years. <laughs> I used to watch it all the time. I love that guy. Did he ever end up with Winnie? Uh, yeah. Uh, did shoot. they ever like get you know? Did they ever hook hook? Up? I don't think. No, actually, they don't end up together in the end. Really? I don't think so. His dad dies. I remember that. I never. I watched maybe season one. I love that show. I love Fred Savage. Fred Savage. But he's a little young for me in this movie. I but if say. you see him today, it's scary. Mm-hmm. He's got the Gary Coleman complex where he looks. <laughs> Yeah, he still looks like he's thirteen years old. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't like him as much today as I did on the on the show. But anyway, just one one part to a wonderful movie. Andre the Giant's in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christopher well, Guest, who uh, went on to direct uh, oh, yeah. all those great movies. God, everybody's in this movie. It's a really yeah. good movie. It just had its twentieth uh, anniversary. Yeah. Um, they just they just pumped out all the uh, you know special anniversary discs. And how do you pronounce? Uh, is it Carrie Yule's? Or like oh, Carrie gosh. Elwes, you know it's 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 Put days like spot. this that I'm actually glad I'm a print journalist. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how to have to know how to spell it. I've heard different things. I've heard Yules and I've heard Elwes. I never. It's C A R Y E L W E S. Right. That's all I need to know. <laughs> That's true. I just say, oh, the guy from um, uh, Hot Shots. <laughs> yeah, um, he's great in this. Yeah, um, he is. Here's my favorite scene, though. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Buttercup is Mary Humper a little less than half an hour. So all we have to do is get in, break up the wedding, steal the princess, make our escape. After I kill Count Rogan. It doesn't leave much time for Dilly Danny. I love this movie. I can't get enough of it. Do you watch it every time it comes on cable? Yeah, very much. Of course you do. But does it top my number one pick for romantic movies of the 80s? I don't even have to introduce it. I'll let it introduce itself. I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. That is just like you, Harry. You say things like that and you make it impossible for me to hate you. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you when Harry met Sally. Yep. 
which just gets in under the wire at 1989. Yeah. So hence it's the last movie of the show. Love it? Hate it? I, li- I do like it. I wouldn't say love it, but I like that movie a lot. You don't I- love it? No, I like it very much. It's got so many great lines. I know. You made a woman meow. <laughs> I will never want that wagon wheel coffee table. Something about uh, Billy Crystal as a romantic lead. You know, my, my only problem with him is, and I think I told you this like earlier when we were uh, canoodling, the, uh, he turns everything into a punchline. Yeah. Every romantic moment becomes a punchline. Much like I, and I told Sean Daly the same thing. You know, we always call him Sean Daly. We never just call him Sean. And he's got one of those names. Yeah. It's so, the, front, the front name is so short, you have to right. include both. Um, he asked me if I would ever date him if he were a woman. And I said <laughs> I would, but that he would get irritable after a while yeah. because he would turn everything into a punchline. Sean Daly is Billy Crystal, essentially. Except for much taller. Very tall. And redder. Redder. Yeah. Sean's red. Yeah, he's kind of like rosy. That's nice. I never thought of it that way. Now it's all Miss C. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if everything wasn't a punchline to Billy Crystal, I think this would be a more romantic movie. Yeah, I guess so. But be- but because there's no crying involved, thankfully, one of the few movies I don't cry to in the 80s, and because it ends on a happy note, and um, and because it basically wraps up the 80s, I give it my uh, my my five-star status for this week's show. I think that's fair. I like fair it. Enough. I like it. So what do you think, folks? Did we leave out a movie that you wanted to hear about? Are we missing some landmark romantic movie of the 80s? It is almost Valentine's Day, so now's the time to tell us. Email us at stuckinnews at com. Let us know what we forgot. Let us know what love songs we didn't play for you. In the meantime, uh, we take you out with my favorite song from Karate Kid 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? And I don't believe I just said those words in that order. <laughs> I'll never say that again in my life. My, I might as well, God. my favorite song from Karate Kid 2. It's like a late night radio for me. Oh, geez. This is Peter Cetera, The Glory of Love. So uh, with Peter, Stephanie and I, we're all here still stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by TampaBay.com, the official website of the St. Petersburg Times. Special thanks to Germany's Czech Battery Daily for providing this song for the opening credits. Read the Stuck in the 80s blog at blogs.tempabay.com and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. I am a man who will fight for your honor. Truly. Uh, <coughs> true. That only make me sing.